Indeed, had the cliff, which she discovered long before and which had become her favourite spot, not been so picturesque, and had there been a prosaic flat river bank instead, she would perhaps never have committed suicide at all. This is a true story, and I should not be surprised if during the last two or three generations there were not a few similar or identical occurrences. In the same way, Adalaida Musov's action was no doubt a reflection of other people's ideas and the impulse of a mind cribbed and confined. She may have wanted to show her feminine independence, to challenge the social conventions and the tyranny of her class and her family, and an accommodating imagination persuaded her, let us say, only for a brief moment, that uh, Fyodor Karamazov, in spite of his status as a sponger, was one of the bravest and wittiest men of that progressively improving epoch, while, as a matter of fact, he was nothing but an ill-natured clown. The affair acquired still greater piquancy from the fact that it involved an elopement. This greatly appealed to Adalaida. As for Fyodor Karamazov, he was at the time very much disposed towards enterprises of this kind by his social position, for he passionately desired to make a career for himself by fair means or foul, and to insinuate himself into a good family and get a dowry was a very attractive proposition. As for love, there doesn't seem to have been any of it at all, neither on the part of the bride nor on his part, in spite of Adalida's good looks. So that this was perhaps the only case of its kind in the life of Fyodor Karamazov, a most licentious man all his life, who was ready at a moment's notice to run after any petticoat at the slightest sign of encouragement. And yet this woman alone aroused no sexual desire in him whatever. Immediately after her elopement, Adalaida realised in a flash that she felt nothing but contempt for her husband. The results of the marriage consequently became apparent with extraordinary rapidity. In spite of the fact that her family got reconciled to her marriage fairly soon and gave the runaway bride her dowry, husband and wife began to lead a cat-and-dog existence and there were everlasting rows between them. It is said that during their quarrels the young wife showed much more generosity and high-mindedness than her husband who, as is now known, cheated her out of all her money to the amount of 25,000 roubles, as soon as she'd received it, so that after that she never saw a farthing of all those thousands. In addition, he tried very hard to transfer the little estate and the fairly substantial townhouse, which were also part of her dowry, to his own name, by the drawing up of a deed of gift. He would most certainly have succeeded in his attempt merely, as it were, because of the contempt and disgust which he constantly aroused in her by his shameless solicitations and importunities, and also because she was so sick and tired of him that she would have done anything to be left in peace. Fortunately, however, Adalaida's family intervened and restrained the swindler. It's known for a fact that there were frequent fights between husband and wife, but according to the stories current in our town, it wasn't Karamazov, but Adalaida who did the beating, for she was a short-tempered lady, fearless, impatient, dark-complexioned, endowed with extraordinary physical strength. At last she left the house and ran away with an impoverished and destitute teacher, graduate of a religious seminar, leaving the three-year-old Mitya to be looked after by her husband. 
Karamazov had once turned his household into a regular harem and took to giving disorderly drinking parties. In between these orgies, he used to drive almost all over the province, complaining tearfully to all and sundry of Adalaida for having left him and going into details that any husband should have been thoroughly ashamed to give about his married life. He seemed indeed to be pleased and even flattered to play the ridiculous part of an injured husband before the whole world and went into lurid details of the injuries he had suffered. One would think you'd got a promotion, the scoffers used to say to him. You seem so pleased in spite of your great distress. Many even added that he was glad to appear once more in his role of a clown and that to provoke even stronger outbursts of laughter, he pretended not to notice his ludicrous position. But who knows, perhaps he did it simply because he was rather naive at heart. At last he succeeded in discovering the whereabouts of his runaway wife. A poor woman, it seems, was in Peter.